Hello, and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name is Adam, your host. This week, again, I've been chatting with Mark Finnegan. We've been looking back over the end of 2021 for Irish tennis, looking ahead to 2022, and in particular, the college tennis season in America. Uh, so I hope you do enjoy this episode, finding out about what's been going on. And do tune in again over the next weeks and months as we find out what happens in tennis in Ireland. Here we go. Here is Mark. Happy New Year, Adam, and uh, great to be back on with you again. And it's hard to believe we're we're at the start of uh, spring 2022 and, and the start of, of the main college tennis season again. And uh, looking forward to, to updating everybody on some of the new names and new and new players that will be starting off their careers and uh, as as the semester goes along. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's, it's almost a year since kind of we're doing this again for the, for the last college tennis season. So I, I guess before we look at the college tennis and kind of all the players who are, are going to be over there playing, we can look at just kind of tennis in Ireland at the moment. And obviously now we're early 2022. So I guess, how do you look back at maybe, it's been a while since we did kind of catch up. So how do you look back maybe kind of tennis the last few months of 2021 and, and kind of looking ahead to 2022? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think 2021 was, again, an interesting year for, for pretty much everyone. And uh, travel made it very tricky and, and, and the, the brave traveled and, and, the, the, and the ones that traveled were rewarded for that. And, and, you know, I think 2019, the summer of 2019 was the last time we had an international tournament on this island. And uh, that has been really, really tough, I know, on, on, on our development for our players and but I think the good news um, is that, you know, I know Garrett Barry and all the, the, four, the high performance managers have worked extremely hard to make sure they put this, uh, the right plans in place for the future here. And I think they've absolutely nailed it with, with, with being able to get 11 uh, international tournaments in 2022. Five ITF junior events. One we're actually going to be hosting in my home club. I'm going to be helping with is NACE, which is great in the summer but also as well as two extra ones outside of the summer, which is going to be absolutely huge. I think this is going to really help all our players on the 14s and the 16s and the 18s not have to feel they've got to compete against each other all the time and also give them a reason to go out and play more tournaments. Just looked up the ITF schedule this morning. Britain's got five ITF junior events in the next couple of months. So now the Irish tennis player can actually say, well, I'm going to play five ITF junior events in Ireland. Well, let's go play some abroad now because it actually makes sense for me to do this. So so well done to Tennis Ireland. This is an absolute huge initiative from them and, the, and, and they've worked really hard to get this done. No, that's good. No, I did see that announcement obviously a couple of weeks ago. And as you say, it's been a long time since we've had those events and it's definitely a stepping in the right direction and having so many kind of more than we've had before is is great to see and I guess it kind of goes as well, as well with some of the other guess, positive things that are kind of in junior tennis and competition like there are people who have seen those kind of under 10s all like every weekend there's kind of chances for people to compete kind of locally and then obviously we do have the international things as well so it's definitely a lot of kind of positive things in in junior tennis right now. Absolutely. You know, I think our juniors tournaments in the summer of this year after restrictions were, were lifted and in July and June, I think it was. Um, and again, I was the first tournament out of the gates. I hosted one and uh, went really well. And, uh, you know, I think the junior side of the tournaments was, was, was phenomenal. We got so much juniors play. On the senior side, uh, it was a little disappointing. I, I don't really think there was that many events out there. I know that that's another huge thing for, for, for Garrett and his staff is trying to get that senior calendar right. And I think they've got... I think they're onto the right thing and they're going to do a great senior calendar this year. And I know plans are in place 
So watch out for that. But yeah, look, I I, I think overall, I guess you could say we, we from from it from it from a junior and senior standpoint, 2021, it, it was all right. It was it was okay. It was good. We did the best of what we could, but we got to get back to more international competition. That's the yeah. biggest step. Yeah, so, so I guess there is a lot to look forward to now, 2022. You mentioned the senior events, kind of, that might be improved, junior events will be improved. So there's, I'd say that it's looking up maybe this year for sure. And I guess but, um, we can just look back maybe briefly at kind of some of the events that have been over the last little while. So the first one was kind of in, in Ulster, the, the Ulster Indoor kind of championships, that kind of a, a large tournament up, up there. So how, how was, did that tournament go down? Yeah, so that was a good one. And again, an indoor tournament, which is anytime you can host one of those in Ireland, everybody should be playing it, right? At this time of the year. You know, I think it was a tricky one because it was played over six days or seven days. And, you know, there was times where it's going to be hard and tricky for, for anybody to be away from anyone for six or seven days. So so attendance was was really good and the, the level of term was good, but it could have been even better, I think, if it had been done over maybe two or three days. Um, and hopefully in the future, that, that's going to be the more the plan is for these senior events to be played more over two to three days. Jordan uh, McKeown, who's like, in all fairness, has been playing some great tennis lately and is really playing probably the best tennis of his life, um, was victorious uh, and won the tournament, beating Dylan Lehman in the final. And we'll talk a little bit about Dylan, but Dylan's now actually just headed off to America yesterday to, to North Dakota, which is great so he was the runner-up and they they had a very competitive match and then also as well another girl who's been playing a lot of tennis and is doing doing great things is sarah hawkshaw sarah hawkshaw won actually the malahide utr event there that wendy burns hosts at uh, malahide castle and she won that tournament and now she's backed that up with another win in in, in ulster here she won pretty convincingly against christine duncan in, in the final you know again that tournament wasn't really that well attended but you know, again, I think once we start getting the tournaments a little bit more player friendly, I think hopefully we're going to have a bit of better commitment from the players. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good stuff. And, and obviously then to move on to those national indoors, we had the junior event and the senior event kind of over the last, I guess, week or two, kind of just after Christmas. So I guess t t starting with kind of the juniors, or I guess have a look at kind of the event overall. There were no spectators, which I guess is, is somewhat of a pity, but a, kind of a very understandable decision. But how, how do you look at that kind of tournaments as, as uh, how do you think it went? Yeah, look, I mean, when you're playing at, at a private club, that's been, they're very, we're very fortunate to, that they were able to give the facility over is, you know, I think that was the right call. And, you know, also it reduced the likelihood of, of close contacts. There was, there was a few walkovers and a few buys in the draw because of close contacts, I know, and, and, and maybe a couple of cases of COVID with people, but for overall, they got a lot of tennis matches in and, you know, obviously, again, you know, I'm not a massive fan. I've said this before of this 10-point tiebreaker. It doesn't make sense to me. So I think the 10-point tiebreaker, you know, I understand it's got to be done because of, of COVID. But the sooner we get rid of these 10-point tiebreakers for third sets and main draw matches, the better for me, to be honest. But a lot of those matches were played and a lot of them were decided in close competitive matches in 10-pointers. So what you, what you saw there is, you know, somebody who maybe scraped their way through a couple of 10-point breakers ended up having a fantastic tournament and maybe as the tournament went on they, they just gained that momentum from those tight match wins yeah and again the thing i guess with those breakers is it kind of does produce you know a lot of kind of tight moments for people to try and come through and it can be tricky to to get through those moments so i guess it, it can be big moments for people to, to try and deal with in matches well yeah and look the positive the positive about 10 point tiebreaker it is it does put players 
and every point it becomes even more scrutinized with it and it does add a lot of pressure which is good for tennis players in their development to get that pressure but you know I also think that too as well it takes a little bit away from the physical side of tennis and the physical side of tennis is, to me is just as important as the mental and emotional side so you know already with a short deuce and a 10-point tiebreaker the physical side really doesn't come a huge amount into play in the match so it more comes down to who was the more mentally and emotionally tougher player that was probably going to win this tournaments yeah yeah and i, I guess to, just to start looking at kind of the, the junior events and kind of there was just to mention there were, there were no doubles events there were just a singles events uh, this time around but i guess well done to those who won some of those events so that the winner of the boys uh, under 12 was david summers the girls 12s alicia sutton was was the winner then in the 14s, Zach Nocton won the boys and Jenny Marsh won, won the girls. With And all of those obviously had, had great performances throughout the week and there were tight matches and matches maybe where they kind of more, were more comfortable as well. So it's great to see for those players kind of a good start to this year, getting some wins under under their belt. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and those draws and the 12s and the 14s, they are always jam-packed with players that are, are wanting to play. And uh, it's great to see that. And like you said before earlier, there's so much competition going on, which again is part of that Tennis Ireland new strategy is that, you know, to really just oh, get overly aggressive with the amount of, of match play that these players are playing. So, so it, I think this is going to be really good for the future. These 12s and 14s are going to get close to that 75 to 100 matches a year, hopefully, which is, which is a great target for them. Yeah, no, brilliant. And I guess then to move on, looking at the, the 16s and the 18s, how, how did those draws go down? Yeah, so the winner of, of the 16s girls, we start with those, Rachel Deegan, champion again there in a really, really tight final, 7-6-7-5 over uh, Isabel Singh. And uh, Isabel, actually, she was, um, I don't know what happened with Sophie O'Hanlon, but might have been a close contact where you know, she got a walk over in the semifinals. So, so it looked like a very competitive overall tournament there. You know, obviously Rachel uh, pipped out uh, Rebecca O'Mahony um, in the semis in a close 10-point tiebreaker. Um, in terms of the boys, again, another very competitive draw. Some names that stick out there to me in the draw who did a fantastic job was obviously Reese winning, incredible. You know, a really tight third set tiebreaker. A 10 point tiebreak again, 11 9 over Christian Doherty. I know, you know, one thing I noticed about Reese is he seems to do a great job with his SNC. And I know he's coached by um, the Botwell brothers. And, and it seems like to me that he's just growing from strength to strength and he's getting bigger and stronger. And, and uh, he's got great size for a tennis player. And so, uh, you know, that's a big win for him, I know, in the 16s boys. And I know uh, Christian Doherty has, has been playing some great tennis. And, I'm not sure what happened to Sean uh, Onulon in the quarterfinals with him, but it looked like Sean, um, after Christian being up 6-4, 3-0 on him, um, Sean had to retire. Um, but also someone else who's played some great ball too as well is Jeffrey Daniels. I know Jeffrey's been working really hard over the fourth year, always competes really well, went on a great trip out to the States there during um, right before Christmas. And uh, Robert Schulte does a great job working with him. So that's good to see him. He made a semi-final appearance and, and lost to Christian. So then going over to the 18 girls or boys, let's do the, the girls first. Fantastic victory for Kleena Walsh again. She kind of steamrolled her way through the draw there, not dropping any, any set and, or going to a 10-point breaker. Um, but also as well, Louise Callan has had a great year. She just continues to go from strength to strength. She had a really tight win over Rachel McCrum, um, who was 10-7 in the 10-point tiebreaker in the quarters. And maybe that could have been a semi-final match. And then also Louise ended up getting a, um, 
a walkover then in the semi-finals over Juliet. So it must have been a close contact or, or something to do with COVID there too as well. You know, good competitive match in there. Good to see Coco always playing very competitive too as well. Ten point, She won a 10-pointer earlier against Jesse Fitzgerald. Jesse's always, always right there and, and, and playing some great tennis. And then Lucy Hogan, um, who showed some great form in the senior Open, almost took out the champion and had to give a walkover there early on in the tournament. And moving over there into the 18 boys, I know a lot of them, a few, they were missing in the draw in this one, but it was great for Daniel Borisov there to win the to win the national championship. He had a really, really great tournament. Also, almost had a really good win against Freddie Murray, who's had a fantastic 2021. Well done to Freddie on a great year. Um, almost took him down the senior open, but then came back and won pretty convincingly through the draw there in the 18th boys. Beat Simon Janssen, who's who's done a great job from Poland all year long. Great to see a little run there from Liam Hickey. I know um, a coach, his coach has been working really hard. Julian Bradley actually has been working a lot with him. And uh, Liam is a tireless worker and has really come along nicely. So he made a nice run to the semifinals. Um, nice to see Jack McCarthy um, and Sean O'Neillon. Obviously, those two guys were away in Canada for a long time. So they came back and and made some runs. And so that's uh, that's it for the juniors. So well done to those 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 four national champions. All right, Mark. No, great, great stuff. And just to move on then to the, the senior event for the national indoors. So uh, how, how were those events for, for the men and the women? Yeah, let's start with the the, the men. So um, lots and lots of very competitive matches. So I guess the positives were there. It was great to see a full draw of people competing and um, playing competitively for you know one of the first tournaments here in a very long time where we've had a very competitive draw. Right. So we look like we've got you know Thomas Brennan. Fair play, well done, Thomas. Was crowned national senior open champion. Um, I know Thomas, after he finished his semester at Butler, there went in, in uh, back uh, out to Mexico and played some 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 futures. So I know he was he was very um, ready to play the Senior Irish Open. So well done, Thomas. Um, all that preparation, and hard work, really paid off for you. Had a really tight match. I wish I could have been there to watch it um, against Jordan in the semis. You know, ten four in the ten point tiebreaker. Again, those tiebreakers could go either way. You know, then had a, a had a pretty competitive match with Amar Elliman in the final. Amar took down um, Keen Maguire, who is now um, at University of Sterling. So, um, so those four players, I'm pretty sure they might be actually the same age group. All four of those, which was a really strong age group, or maybe they're one year apart. And uh, with Amar being a little bit younger, and obviously Keen, I think maybe being a year older. But uh, it was great to see that age group playing. Lots of other close matches there. In within the tournament there, you know, almost uh, like we talked about earlier, Borisov had a really close one with Freddie and then Freddie almost beat Amar in two 10-point tiebreakers. So really, really tight matches there. And, you know, Patrick Marsh had, a, had almost a, uh, an upset over there with Sean McCullough um, and then a very competitive match with Sean McCullough and Keane Maguire. It seems like those two guys always end up playing each other no matter what tournament it is. And then Odrin, and it's great to see him out there competing and playing lots of matches. You know, he had a great tournament too as well, uh, beating beating Nathan in the first round. Um, and then we had Cahill Butler had a good win first round against Caleb Ralston and uh, before losing to Jordan McKeown there. Dorian Casas, who's always 
there and thereabouts. Had a good win over Podrick. Great to see Podrick O'Coin still out there competing too as well. Dorian and Thomas Brennan there played in the quarters with Thomas handling him um, by the score of 6-2, 6-1. So, so look, I think all in all, it was, it, was a, it was a solid senior Irish indoor open championships. Again, I would love to see, you know, maybe all of our top, top, top players competing for a national championship. And uh, hopefully here in the future that we're going to get these events where they're, they're get, we're getting our elite players competing in, in all of them. So, so then moving over to the girls, the girls draw was, was decently attended. It looked like, you know, we had about four or five of the college girls who were on break, come back and play, which is great. And that's, you know, Adam, that's a huge, huge part. And, and of what I'm telling all the people I'm helping is, it's, you know, A, it's, it's going back to your college. When I was a college coach, always told our athletes, go play at one tournament over the break. If you can play two, it sets you up so well to the begin, the start of your spring semester. But also as well, it's key to the helping our development and our recruitment of our next core of players coming through. Because the college coaches want to see our juniors competing against current college players. So, you know, if I was to say one thing for all our college current players is, you know, please try to play that national indoors and the summer events when you come back, because it's good for your development. It's good for Irish tennis and it's good for the next generation of Irish players coming through. Everybody wins in terms of the matches, in terms of the draw. You know, it was it was very competitive again. You know, Rachel McCrum almost taking an upset in a very competitive two tiebreakers against Ashling O'Connor, who was the one seed, and then Ashling playing a cracker of a match against Kleena Walsh in the semifinals, escaping there with a 10-8 time point tiebreaker win. And then, you know, to be honest, the mental and emotionally toughest player won the draw, like Kate Gardner, well done, Kate. She went all the way through three 10-point tiebreakers against three different players before playing, I'm sure, some exceptional tennis in the final against Ashling to win 6-3, 6-2 to be crowned champion. You know, well done, Kate, and, and a tremendous, uh, tremendous achievement for her. You know, Kate is an incredibly smart girl who's, who's attending Imperial College in, in London and also playing in the British university system and doing fantastic. She's already had some great results over there. So, so congratulations to Kate and congratulations to Thomas Brennan on being crowned National Senior Irish Open Champions. No, that's great stuff. And as, as you say, it's good events. And obviously it's something maybe to build on as, as we go to more senior events this year and, and see what happens. But it's, it's a good start to the year anyway. Um, so no, it's, it's great to Absolutely. see that. Absolutely. And, and Adam, you know, to be honest, there's, there was a bunch of players out there, um, which I think is great too as well. Look, you know, people like Katie Morrissey, it's great to see her still playing her tennis and staying competitive. Almost taken down Kate Gardner. And it's also great to see Sarah Hawkshaw, you know, these Irish university players who are still keeping up their tennis at a really high level. You know, in the end of the day is, is that's what we want is we want all our players staying in love and uh, with, with competing in, in the sport of tennis long term. You know, if that we get that happening, then everybody in Irish tennis wins. Yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. And I guess now, Mark, just to move into looking at the college tennis, kind of the season over, over in, in the States, kind of, I guess it's starting. I guess my first question is, when, when does it start? So, yeah, so every, you know, every part of the country, every conference usually has a typical different start date. I know we talked a little bit about that last year. You know, a lot of these schools will get going um, for sure training at the beginning um, of this week in January. So I'd say a lot of schools are already back at it almost full time now or beginning their what's called their eight hour week for maybe a couple of days before they're back in full time training. A lot of them take, you know, trips away for maybe a week. They play two or three teams or maybe they just do a training block 
Um, some of the northern schools go down to Florida and train a lot, you know, and that side of things. So, but, you know, and that's in terms of a division one, division two schools, they have a much later start time. They don't usually typically get going till, till about the start of February compared to the division one schools. So they'll be a little bit more of, a, of, of maybe a later start time when it comes to, to, to their training box. And the same with NAIA, sometimes they can be, you know, early starters or sometimes they can be a little bit like division twos too as well. So. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah, there's, there's varied dates, but it's kind of getting into that time to start definitely thinking about it now anyway and getting all preparations for it. Yeah, look, I'd say by this, the, the second week of January, we're going to start to see some results. The national rankings just came out yesterday. So all the teams are posting their, their, their preseason national ranking. You know, a lot of posts are going up about, you know, their first practices. So yeah, so we'll start to see some competition from probably next week onwards and I'm looking forward to seeing how um, some of these new Irish players adapt to, the, uh, to, the, to their freshman years in college and seeing where they, they kind of lay in the lines, landscape of, of, of their teams and, 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 and college tennis in general. Yeah, no, brilliant. And obviously, as you say, there's a lot of players who, are, who will be you know, starting their, their journey in, in college tennis and then a lot, lot also will be continuing it that would have been there last year. So I guess we should just have a quick run through of, of who will be playing uh, college tennis this season. And um, so I guess if you want to, however you want to start it with, with the new play, um, players, perhaps, or, or we can have a bit of a run through of who's going to be competing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the great, on the girls side, again, we, we had a one or two graduate, but not a whole lot. So we've still got a great bunch of girls there playing in division one in around, I think like somewhere around 20, 20 or so players. I think so. It's, it's, is really, really great to see. And then a bunch more playing division two and NAIA. So um, on the girls' side, it, it, we're, we're still doing a really, really good job. And, you know, we got the twins at Idaho State, Sol and Lola. We got a bunch more out there west that we always talked about with Zara Ryan. And, and well done, Zara. She actually played the national indoors. And, and Shauna Heffernan, who's, who's had a great uh, doubles start to her career. And Sophia Durvin from, from Colorado and Shauna Casey from Sacramento State. You know, and then we got, look, some of the new players here now is, uh, we've got Brita Brennan, who's going to be playing um, in Wofford in North Carolina. Lovely, or sorry, South Carolina, I should say. And Brita is going to, it's a great school there. So she's going to be interested to see where she sits in the lineup. Sarah O'Connor at the University of New Mexico. And um, Ruth Copas's former school. So great to see her find a home there. And then we've got people like Ellie Murphy, who's transferred over. And we'll be partner up with Alwyn Ryan Bovey. So a big Irish interest in Appalachian State this year. Appalachian State, a really strong Division One school with a great football tradition um, in North Carolina. So really, got one for Irish player, Irish um, tennis fans to keep an eye on because we got two out there playing for the same university. And then we've got players, Megan Butler, who's at Arkansas Tech, and it'll be great to see how she does. That Arkansas Tech are a Division Two team, um, right outside of Little Rock, and uh, we've got Roisin Murphy, who's who's going to be at a very strong D2 school called Mercyhurst and um, really good academics in that school. And we've got Georgia Lillian Brown, who's at one of the top junior colleges in the country in St. Petersburg, Tampa, Florida. So she's in paradise there and she's at a top five. And um, I even think the top three junior college in the country. So I know the top couple of girls and her team are, are serious players. So it'll be interesting to see where Georgia plays. And it was great to see Georgia playing in the indoor national championships too as well. You know, then look, we got the likes of Anna Botel and Ali O'Dee and Jessica Lehman, uh, Georgia Drummy, 
Jenny Timmerton, Lucy Octave, you know, I think she actually graduated or she may, I don't know what her eligibility will be because I know she had a lot of injury issues last year. And then Laura Fitzgerald and Olivia Mariotti, the, the Ivies will be back competing again this year, which is great after a break because of COVID last year. And then look, we've got Kate Gardner again. We talked about her. She's representing Imperial College in London. I know that she's thinking that, you know, once, once she gets uh, where she wants to be, she maybe will think about going to America, maybe for a master's after that. And then Kira Hill, also at Durham too as well. Durham, always a really strong English university that are always one of the best. But then we've got Tara Stewart at a small school in, in um, I, I believe it's Kansas, called Tabar College. She's new and will be starting her freshman year, like Megan and, and Alwyn Ryan Bovey and and then also we got Emer Mark, also is competing for Barton College, played one and two in the lineup last year. And then Emily Conley, uh, we talked a lot about her last year, uh, reaching the semifinals of the NEI National Championship. So yeah, from a girl's standpoint, that's that's a lot. So you can see again, we got a lot to watch out for this year because there's a ton of them playing and competing. Yeah, you know that's great to see. Obviously, a big long list of players, from all obviously new ones and, and continuing ones. So now it's great to see that all, all that action for 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 the for the girls. Yeah, absolutely. And then in terms of the guys, the new guys, um, you know, someone who's who um, I was always really keen to see how it would get on would be Kieran McCarthy, who went to Holy Cross at Notre Dame. Kieran is already impressed a lot out there and has improved a lot. I know he had a big win at a, at a, at a little UTR tournament in his Sutton. Um, he won that uh, a couple of weeks ago in a day tournament. So, you know, that NAIA team, Holy, Holy Cross and Notre Dame, is going to be a serious, serious team this, this year. They, they just recruited a guy for, for January who has a win over, um, you know, Oscar Hushing, 6-2-6-2, right, in the last couple of weeks and months in the future. So, you know, Kieran is going to be, going to be playing for probably one of the top, top NAIA schools. So let's hope he can play top six for them. Hugh O'Sullivan. Um, was supposed to be there in January, joining Kieran McCarthy at Holy Cross at Notre Dame. He was very unfortunate. He um, had a had a tough injury, which which means he's going to be out for a couple of months, and he's going to be joining that team in fall 2022. And um, so that would have even added even to more strength, since Hugh is obviously our, our national champion under 18s, and he was a great pickup there for for Holy Cross at Notre Dame. And um, Connor Gannon, let's see how he gets on. Their team are number four in the country. They are um, made the semifinals of the Division One National Championship this year. They have got an absolute loaded roster. But, um, you know, Connor's a great competitor and I know he's had a great fall. And I believe he's actually a nationally ranked singles player after a great fall too as well. So, you know, Connor's developed really well over there. And I know that, you know, it's going to be really, really, really a, a heck of a lineup they're going to put out there. So, you know, hopefully Connor plays top six and is able to make a dent and make a run at a national championship for, for the University of Tennessee. Great to see Josh Rowe finally after a year and a half of, of a lot of COVID stuff. He's going to be finally on campus there in Binghamton University. He's been doing all online school. So, you know, really excited to see how he goes. He's played a ton in the last year and a half. Got out there on the future circuit, really got out of his comfort zone has been doing a great job. So really curious to see how he does at that Division One University and Binghamton in a very competitive conference up north. And uh, great to see Dylan Lehman also uh, get to North Dakota, another strong Division One University. He'll be joining, obviously, Keen McDonald, who had a great freshman year. So hopefully Dylan will be able to follow suit and be able to embrace the college environment. And then, you know, a couple of changes we got in here is, 
is Keen Maguire is no longer actually in, in America. He's now actually attending Stirling University in Scotland. So he'll be joining um, fellow Irishmen, Peter Corey and Dorian Koss. Stirling's university's team is absolutely loaded. If they were a division one school, and I know they've got some ex division one players on it, they would be a really top tier division one university in America. So Stirling might be the best university in Great Britain right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how they get along. They've already played some matches in the fall. So we'll keep an eye on those three guys at Sterling. And Adam, uh, we can't forget about Matthew Earl. Matthew Earl is going to be starting his freshman year at Washburn University. So um, best of luck to Matthew uh, on the beginning of spring semester. Brilliant. And so, yeah, no, that, that's great. So obviously, then, a lot of those, those new players who will be heading over there, which is great to see. Um, are there any other players you want to kind of what do you want to mention well, yeah, we'll, we'll be playing over there? You know, I mean, one thing that's it, it, been a big strategy for Irish tennis right now is, and the pandemic has played a little bit part of this, is, 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 you know, we've been trying to get players to get experiences outside of the country and to get outside the box. So look, right now at the moment, we talked about in the National Indoor Center, Joseph Kalaitis, currently at Macaulay High School. You know, these high schools are not like our high schools. These are, these are incredible. Like his school has has I think 20, 20 outdoor tennis courts, six indoor courts with 300 seater stadium behind the courts. I mean, these, their, their facilities are on par with Connor Gannon's facilities at University of Tennessee. So Yosef's at a very competitive team there. And uh, you know he's gonna be starting off his high school career um, for that school starting here in a couple of weeks time. And uh, you know we've got people like Fernando Garcia Sieber. Fernando's being based out in Argentina. Obviously, Fernando has been one of our top players, lost in the final of the under-16s Irish National Championships. Um, very hard worker. So he's obviously Argentinian-Irish, but Irish-born. And he's been currently based in Argentina training. And I know he's going to go on a great run of ITF junior events here very soon. And then, you know, recently just literally arrived to as well. Another guy just like Joseph Kalaitis, uh, Zach Murphy, is going to be in you know, in one of the elite academic high schools and athletic high schools in the country. You know, to give you an idea, Adam, you know, the number one college player recruit in the country came out of this, for basketball, came out of this high school. And that kid, that, that, that same player played one year in, in college and is now was a first round draft pick in the NBA. Okay, so this is a serious acad athletic academic institution. Zach's going to be there and he's just starting in January now. Um, and he's going to be training with with two coaches. One of those coaches is a coach by the name of Jamie Onsius. Jamie was the coach of, of Guga Curtin and was also top 50 ATP in the world in back in his day and was the Davis Cup captain for Brazil. So, you know, Zach, it's going to be great to see him, you know, since he had such a tough time with logistics in Tipperary and um, to see how he gets on in, in high school too as well. Very unique high school based in, in Orlando, Florida, where they play a lot of the... The, um, the IMG academies and Chris Everett's and stuff like that in matches. And they actually play some high, uh, some colleges in, in, in matches too as well. So, so looking forward to seeing how he progresses. And then it was too great to see that Tennis Ireland had a great initiative there with a partnership with the, the Canadian Academy. And it was great to see Sean O'Neillon and Jack McCarthy head off there too as well. So look, we've actually got a, a bunch of players abroad now, not just in college, but actually below the college age level. And uh, I think all of this is really going to help these players um, in their future. Find good colleges and get on that pathway to professional tennis. And, yeah. you know, that's the biggest thing, Adam, still at the moment. That age of, of when you, you max out as a tennis player um, is, still, is still, you know, 
in, into your late 20s and, and even early 30s. So we got to keep our players playing as much tennis as possible um, at as competitive a level as possible. And, and, and look, again, these 11 international events are going to help us so much next year, like we talked at the start. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's great to see, obviously, like a lot of players to be keeping an eye on, with the, like for the men and the, and the women, you know, as you say, in college and also maybe some other routes as well, which is which is great to see. So no, Mark, no, a big thanks, obviously, for coming on and all the information. And uh, I do look forward to to, to next talk and, and catching up. So uh, th- thanks very much. Big thanks once again to Mark for his time with this episode and for all the preparations. I do look forward to seeing how things go this year. Thanks for listening to this episode. And please do keep an eye out throughout the year and throughout the next coming weeks and months uh, to keep up to date with all things Irish tennis. Wishing the very, very best of luck to all players this year. Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>